Fantasy football collecting and investing. We got some craziness happening right now in the hobby. Obviously, a lot of people are excited about Jake Fromm and Tyler Huntley. We're going to get to all of that. But as we always do, we like to start off with something really general, Andy. This is the number one question that you're getting in the Patreon. Should I grade or should I not grade? Very good question, Carter. I mean, uh, PSA's lowest grading service is around $100 per card. And you look at Beckett, that's about the same. Uh, And then you look at SGC, they have a great value at $30 per card. But when we look at the the, uh, sales history on eBay, you know, an SGC 9 and an SGC 10 doesn't necessarily sell for what a BGS 9, 9.5 or a PSA 9 or 10 sell for. However, I think that SGC over the last 90 to uh, six months, 90 days to six months has gained a lot of steam. They've gained a lot of additional respect within the hobby and their values have gone up. And they also have a SGC 10 a gold label like the BGS 10 black label that routinely sells for more than a PSA 10 because their grading standards are really strict. So I hear people that know way more about this than I do on podcasts all the time. And Andy, I I've always been this way as well. Now full disclosure, neither of us are like these big Twitter accounts that send these, $30,000 bulk orders in, right? You've never done one of those, have you, Andy? No, the biggest order I've done is like 10 to 20 cards at a time. Right. So understand when you grade, okay, just because you see on Instagram uh, these huge accounts, these uh, these D-Rob accounts, these Kentucky Cards account, the Kentucky Roadshow uh, that a lot of you are familiar with, those guys – are really good at this stuff, right? They're very experienced card collector to whoever you want to mention that have these huge cardboard boxes of PSA orders. And you see it with the stacks and then you do these big YouTube videos with the reveals. I love it. I I just get excited. You know, it's just cool to see, but understand that that costs money. And those guys put a lot of work in examining the cards. They also have other people that work at their shops and work for them. Uh, examine the cards. There's a lot of different options you can do, Andy, such as getting a secondary grading service to look at your card and then send it in. Uh, Dallas Card Investors is a big one like that. There's different online things, card score, uh, that have these huge like boxes where you can like examine your card and all of that. So understand there's different processes when it comes to actually sending in a card to SGC or PSA and BGS because I've done hours of research, right? I've looked into actually doing it. And Andy, this is a harsh truth that a lot of people don't just want to say out loud. Oftentimes, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that you really want to get a 10 on that card to get the multiplier you're looking for based on how much it costs to get the card graded, uh, especially when it comes to a lot of these 
skill position players that aren't right. valued as high as quarterbacks. And maybe the card is not autographed. Uh, maybe it's not serial numbered. Maybe it's just an optic hollow. And you're looking at the formula from 2017, 2018, 2019, where people were sending in all these base cards to PSA in bulk submissions for $20 a card. And then, you know, able to profit on them, selling them around 60, 70. And that, that was a, a good source of income. And that strategy has definitely changed. And you really want to make sure that the cards you're submitting now are going to get a good grade. I love the secondary opinion. I would also say that there's services like FGScards.com that has a uh, AI assisted uh, grading service. They basically take a picture of the card with your cell phone, upload it, um, and it'll scan the card instantaneously, matter of seconds, give you a grade. And the system's supposed to learn against itself, continuously building a database of cards that you scan. And I actually tested their pre-grading scan results compared to what I got from SGC. And it was actually very favorable. Be based on wow. that, I got 40% 10 SGC 10s back on my order. Um, so I was really pleased with that. And the 10s, you know, I was able to move pretty well. We're talking some select silvers, some interesting uh, first-year select inserts, um, some stuff like that. I didn't send anything super rare in. Uh, but the cards that I did get back as 10s, those definitely added, I would say, about 100% uh, um, markup to the value of the card that I originally um, estimated at. And was that after or was that after what it cost you to grade the card? No, that's a good point. So it was $30 a card, and that was before. I'm 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 estimating before it, I I added in the cost to grade the card. So yeah, if you take that thirty dollars out, that that definitely impacts eats into that that markup I'm I'm talking about. Which which is why like my rule of thumb is if the card is something that's rare enough that in a peak market this card could be worth fifty to a hundred dollars. You know, like a numbered on card optic, um, or like some of these rookie ticket autos and stuff. I would get that card graded with yeah. an SGC um, when it's thirty dollars a card because I easily think you're going to you're going to get value out of out of that grade, especially if the FGS scan comes back and it says you're getting a nine or a ten, and the card looks good, corner surface edges surface all that stuff. You you looking at it under good light and it looks good. I would send that in, and there's a chance. There's I'd say there's probably a pretty good chance. 80 to 90% that you could get a 10 or at least a 9.5. And now you're adding additional a value above and beyond what it costs to get the card graded. Yeah. And whenever you do send it in, there's processes, right? So you want to clean the card with the fiber cloth. You want to send it in the best way you possibly can send it. Follow the instructions. Different grading companies want, there you go. There's a photo of it if you're watching on YouTube. Different grading companies have different uh processes you have to go to some only take it including psa in a card saver instead of a top loader and a card saver is different than that of a top loader a lot of you watching this or listening to this may not know the difference that's why it's important to make sure you understand that and if you live in a market that is smaller it's you can't just go to the store and get top loaders and, and card savers and all the things you actually need to send the card in. 
Also, this is a key thing. And if you're just watching this, you're not familiar with cards, you went into your uncle's attic and boom, 96 tops chrome Kobe refractor is sitting there. Understand that when you send the card in to whichever company you want to send it into, the turnaround times vary. They just do. Even with PSA opening back up with their $100 service, if it says six months, it's probably going to be 12. Just the truth of the situation. They get backed up. There's things that happen. Um, the pandemic's kicking back up. You don't know if an outbreak's going to happen wherever it may be. That could set your timeline back. So that's not to deter you. If you do happen to run across uh Tom Brady rookie cards or whatever that do need to get graded. Understand that that's a clear cut situation where you probably should grade the card. But let's just say you're like me and you have an on card auto Jerry Judy card that you're interested in getting graded. It's not worth Andy when you flip it, the $100 for the grade, even and, and and there's also the potential potential of that card not getting a 10 at the same time. So, you know, there's just so many factors that go into grading. It's different than when it was $10 a card, bulk submissions. Those days aren't coming back anytime soon. I know Nat Turner in a perfect world would like to have that back, but this is why we're spending so much time on this because there's all these different factors that you have to actually factor into which card you want to send in. Yeah, that's so important. You know, we talk about difficulty around selling cards. If you don't have the card in your possession and that player is uh, having a demand spike based on uh, an event, uh, perform recent performance, it's like, ah, I need that card now, you know, and it's sitting in a PSA backlog and uh, you're unable to sell it, um, which, you know, I think is is uh, leads to another very interesting point. I, I would honestly, I wouldn't be sending in you know, like these, uh, if you're trying to roll the dice on a backup QB, you know, I wouldn't send those guys in to to be graded. I would I would hold them and have them ready to go for whenever they do get that chance to start and you maybe see a demand spike. Absolutely. So keep all those factors in. Obviously, it depends. Not all Kyler Murray cards need to get graded. I would say that there's probably a higher percentage of Tom Brady cards need to get graded, then Kyler Murray cards to get graded. It just depends, right? And, you know, I'm wearing a Michael Jordan shirt for a reason. If you happen to run across an extremely rare precious metal gem Jordan card or an extremely rare Tom Brady card, if it's a goat of all goats, you probably do need to get that card graded. But once again, you know, if someone offers, let's just say you find that card and someone offers you, hey, I'll buy it from you right now for $2,000, you probably should just give it to that person wrong, take the 2K or whatever it is. So um, keep that in mind uh, because you don't want to get a card graded. Let, let's just say you're, you, you have a Tyler Hundley card or a Jake Fromm card who we'll get into in just a second. You don't know if those guys are going to be starters next year. You don't know if those guys are ever going to be starters again. Uh, you don't know if those guys are going to be starters in a month. Do you want to send that card into PSA, wait the gazillion years, then pay the hundo for that card, get it back, and they are clipboard holders? No, you do not want that, Andy. <laughs> 
No, you don't want it at all. I, I can only imagine. I'm, I'm wondering now, I'm thinking if there's guys out there sitting with cards of Mike White at PSA right now, <laughs> they, <laughs> they get them back next year. And it's like, what do you do with this thing? You know, paperweights, baby. That's what, but that's what if it's if it's a goat, if it's a goat, it's like you know Tom Brady could end his career today, and he's still gonna be the goat, you know, and and you're safe, just like uh, a lot of other guys in in the, in the league, you know, if you had someone that was already cemented in the in the Hall of Fame category. Let's talk, let's talk Tom Brady. You're getting a lot of questions about Brady in the Patreon, Andy. Uh, his prices are reflective of Tom Brady. Now, if there was ever a time to buy one from this point forward, maybe now is the time after getting shut out by the who dat nation, baby. Let's go. Ah, ah, ah. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's who you needed to know would stop Tom Brady. But uh, you know what, Andy? This is what I would say about Brady, right? I look at Brady cards fairly often. His PSA 10 prism 2012 so that would be his first year prism goes for about 550 dollars right if, if there was a collector who was coming in and wanting to drop money on a tom brady card do they are they going to drop 550 dollars or more on a 2012 psa 10 brady or 750 or a thousand down the road i just don't know i don't think it's necessarily smart to get the PSA 10 Brady's of like, I know there's some good, cool Chrome refractors in the mid two thousands that you can get, but I don't know if it's worth getting like a 2013 PSA 10 prism Brady. It just depends honestly on the card. Yeah, it depends big time on the card, man. I just can't fathom you know, collectors and investors wanting to spend more than that on a Brady card. Uh, I know that a lot of that is being driven by first year of the product, um, maybe rare rarity around that insert, that specific insert. But I, I like to look at these GOAT players. I like to look at team changes. So, for example, what Brady has done left the Patriots after 20 20- plus years and now come to Tampa and won a Super Bowl in his first year with Tampa Bay. That's absolutely legendary. And I saw a huge demand increase in price increase in his 2020 Tampa Bay cards because that's his Tampa Bay rookie card, quote unquote, you know. Um, And I saw the same thing with Drew Brees. You know, a lot of people don't remember that Drew Brees played with the Chargers his first uh, couple years in the league. And then he went to the Saints in 2006. And if you go and look at the Bowman Chromes and the Bowman Chrome inserts from 2006, his first year in the Saints uniform, those are selling for uh, a nice chunk of change. And I think there's something to be said around these GOAT players, like targeting team changes and targeting cards that are, are depicting specific events or times in history for this player. I love that. And I think as the hobby involves, you'll see more people getting into it. Um, so I, I made a play. So I, 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 once again, I'm only football cards now, but when I first started, I did this with Durant and his net uniform cards, right? And I did well with that, right? Even though he's not even won a title with them, people are interested in first-year 
jersey cards. Now, the demand of that changes, obviously, on on the card itself. So we don't want anyone to just go buy a gazillion dollars worth of Brady cards, but maybe just keep that in mind because there are potentially some high-profile quarterbacks that are going to do the Tom Brady thing. Aaron Rodgers might be packing his bags. Russell Wilson might be packing his bags. So it is something uh, to keep an eye on uh, as far as, you know, once again, those two guys, while they're not Brady good, both of those guys are surefire Hall of Famers, in particular Rodgers, if they actually do end up leaving Seattle or Green Bay. So it is pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, I know there were some patrons that, that were specifically asking about Brady uh, right now. I don't know, Andy, uh, just in general, what his PSA 10 rookie card I know the, the rookie ticket auto is just, you know, the that's the yeah. Brady card, right? But yeah. broken records. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to spin the, for the iconic Brady him throwing what that's the Bowman Chrome, right? PSA Bowman 10. Chrome. Yep, yeah, the Bowman and the Bowman Chrome. And look, I've seen non card YouTubers flaunt buying that card for 25 and $30,000. I haven't checked the price on it recently, Andy, so I don't know if this is a dip on that card or not. It's expensive. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a lot of money uh going towards a Brady card. So, uh so yeah, it is safe per se because obviously Tom Brady isn't going anywhere, but at the same time, I just I, my budget's different than other people's budgets. I just don't know if I could actually do that i so i had a, a friend of mine reaching out asking me because i have this 2020 prism red cracked ice it's a right. short print parallel looks wonderful uh with the bucks uniforms and stuff and i bought this card for 30 dollars around this time last year when we were on a winning streak but hadn't made the playoffs yet um, and when we won the super bowl this card got up to selling on ebay for around 300 dollars I could have liquidated it, you know, but I sold, I held it and I sent it in, got it graded uh, with pure graded X as in my PC back there. And I had a buddy of mine reach out and he's like, it's going for around a hundred dollars right now. He, ma he made this guy an offer. It's selling between a hundred and 150 um, this week. And I think that's the kind of thing you, there is weekly volatility in the non rookie cards of these guys, especially after he's had a bad week and shut out the interception the 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 acl tear to chris godwin uh, mike evans with the hamstring you know week to week leonard fournette with the hamstring week to week it's like dear god you know uh but we're getting antonio brown back uh gronk had a couple drop passes that would have changed the game script you know i i think that we're obviously still going to make the playoffs but uh, that week to week volatility you could potentially if you're hunting for Brady cards, look for 2020 short print parallel type of cards that are color matched and maybe find some auctions. Maybe some sellers are trying to make some money, generate some money for Christmas, and they're ending them this week during the week. Maybe you can capitalize. I like the color match thing. I want to talk about that on an upcoming episode. Now, Andy, you sent me a text about player 
performance and how it drives prices. I'm just going to let you take the floor on this because I, I have a pretty interesting rebuttal to your text message from earlier today. Okay. Yeah. No, this is so interesting because I see these demand spikes in the Mike Whites, the Sam Darnolds um, this year. Uh, and, and we know that quarterbacks drive the hobby. So quarterbacks are much more sensitive to demand spikes than other players. And most recently, we've seen it now this week, a demand spike in Jake Fromm. He's he's printed widely printed in 2020 sets. And the thing is that Jake Fromm didn't do anything special on Sunday. Um, he didn't do anything special. Six for 12, came in in garbage time, had one good pass to Kenny Dalladay of 36 yards. However, you look at eBay recently sold, just type in 2020 Jake Fromm and look at sold items. There was literally over 100 different rookie card sales. There was even a couple 101 sold for five, $600. A couple gold sold for that 300 to $400 range. And it's like, what in the world are people doing? And uh, and so this is my theory, Carter. If, if a quarterback is playing for a big market team and they literally have no prior performance in the NFL, so there's nothing to gauge what their floor or their ceiling is, then the slightest bit of performance can cause a huge demand spike. Whereas if you have a, a, an NFL quarterback that has played a year or two in the NFL, um, I use like Mitchell Trubisky as this example, which uh, I think is a decent example because, you know, he's a backup for the Bills. So let's say he comes in and he has a decent game. I don't think that we will see the demand spike for him that we see for Jake Frommer or Mike right. White. I think it's going to be much smaller. Now, if he has a string of good games, Sam Darnold, i.e. Sam Darnold, he puts together three or four good games. Now, all of a sudden, I think we see the demand spike. So I just it's like that. How much prior performance do they have compared to what what is causing the current demand spike? And I think the less performance they've had before, the higher the demand spike right. based on the littlest bit of current performance. The fear of the unknown, okay? Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you my hobby tip of the week right here and my play of the week. Sell the F word out of your Jake F word cards, okay? I don't care he's got a sexy nickname, Jake from State From. I don't care that he almost won a national championship at Georgia. I know a lot of very basic thinkers are going to think this well jake Fromm's got to be good you know uh, he lost to joe burrow in the sec championship game he made it all the way to the college football playoff he started over justin fields he played at a major program he looks like a quarterback he just does uh he's not good he's not good stop it this this madness needs to stop right sell your jake Fromm cards now he, this this is the craziest thing. When you told me this before this episode, I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know he went in for the Giants this past weekend because I I like my my psyche. I don't give a crap about the Giants anymore. Uh, I don't like watching bad football. I don't like wasting my time watching bad football. Jake Fromm, athletic profile, you don't give me a whole lot there. Okay, arm strength. Most of the great quarterbacks in the NFL now, the ones that are entering the league, have some mobility. Jake Fromm has none. Mac Jones runs like a gazelle compared to Jake Fromm. Uh, 
it, this just doesn't make any sense to me. He's awful. Sell your Jake Fromm cards now. In fact, I, I have a few that, that I just pulled. And every time I would pull a Jake Fromm card, I would be like, dear Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why, why did you, why couldn't this be someone else other than Jake freaking from, I've never been more, um, he's not good. He's not good. Sell now. And what's interesting is this is where nuance is very important in the hobby. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I hope all you guys sitting there with your one-on-one Jake Fromm's, I hope he turns out to be Tom freaking Brady or whoever it may be. But what's interesting, Andy, is Tyler Huntley also balled out this weekend, right? What did you think of his performance? I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you know, at first glance, if I didn't know any better, I'm like, is that L- Lamar Jackson's Lamar, twin brother yeah. or something? You know? <laughs> um, the guy, he's he's very athletic. Uh, I've seen him make some some great throws, also some very clutch scrambles, uh, tactical scrambler. I'm like, yeah, this guy is impressive. He pay, he plays with the speed and the tenacity, the passion that, that I think you want to see in uh, a quarterback that's successful in the NFL. So this is where it gets sexy, right? Tyler Huntley was undrafted, okay? Played at Utah. Unlike Jake Fromm, Utah's not a big program. When you think Utah, you don't think NFL factory. Yeah, they've had some good players, Zach Moss being one of them. But still, you, you, don't, you don't think NFL quarterback in particular when you think Utah, right? Low pro, uh, just low profile pro program. He goes to Baltimore, where Lamar Jackson is just a supernova superstar who won a Heisman. And look, Green Bay's defense. I don't know how they kept leaving Mark Andrews open. I would like to see Tyler Hundley play against some better defenses. Even though Green Bay's defense is good, I don't know how Mark Andrews caught all these passes. Uh, but but still, Hundley looks good, right? And if you dive a little deeper, I saw a stat earlier that Tyler Huntley's college performances were way better than I remember. Uh, When you look at advanced metrics such as rush yards over expected, passing yards over expected, he looked really good. He He looked really good. And then I went back and I was like, you know what? Utah was really good. And it wasn't just Zach Moss. It wasn't just their great offensive lines. Huntley could flat out play. And here's something else that you got to keep in mind, Andy. We talked about this plenty of times. The QB market is going to be hot this year because a lot of people don't believe in this upcoming draft class. Mm. But this is why card investing and collecting can get very strange, Andy, because Tyler Huntley was undrafted and because he didn't have an iconic college career, there's not that many Tyler Huntley rookie cards. No, there is not. Your options are really limited. In fact, um, the one go-to that is, this is part of the reason why I love the rookie ticket autos so much because they print everybody. They, they print the undrafted guys. Tyler Huntley's main card is going to be the rookie ticket auto. Now, I warned you that it looks like my two-year-old son could give the same signature as Tyler Huntley on this rookie ticket auto in the Ravens. However, 
If you go and look at his college rookie ticket auto, it's on card and it's a much more articulated signature. It's not just one line, you know, um, which is the only thing I don't like about his Ravens rookie ticket auto. However, he's in the Ravens uniform. He's got the Ravens logo, the NFL logo, got the contenders rookie ticket. That's going to be the card. Uh, you can see quite a few sales yesterday on Tyler Huntley and people are buying that. People are buying the serial numbered Prism draft picks, autograph cards, the college rookie ticket. Auto. These are cards of him in his college uniform, but they're serial numbered. They've got that autograph. And when the player is not printed in all the major sets, the, the Prisms and the optics, the selects, these cards do become very viable, Carter. So are the college uniform cards better plays? I know you did this with um, our, our guy Callaway with the Saints this offseason. I do believe that if you can find a card in his college uniform that has an on-card auto that looks better and better condition than the rookie ticket auto in the Ravens uniform because it's a sticker auto and it's literally two lines, I do believe that that college one with the on-card auto is a better investment. It's going to be close, though. Yeah, so I like Tyler a lot. I really do. I, I like the way he plays plays with a lot of joy and passion and you know the scrambles are just so much fun to see right um and john harbaugh is a guy that's going to let it rip right um so obviously if huntley is a free or, or if they try and and, and move him he's going to go to a new team which is only going to buzz him up a little bit more the issue is a variety right we only had the rookie ticket auto and the autograph Andy, I don't know if you could pull it up uh, on the screen uh, really quickly. The autos are horrible on the pro uniform cards. Right? Like, I mean, the, 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 I would say probably uh, the college uniform rookies are so much better. That's the worst. That's the worst auto I've ever seen. It's the worst. And I, I was lucky enough on my channel – uh recently on my my full-time channel lsu you wonder why there's a jeremy hill jersey in the background uh i'm happy to call him a friend now i talk to jeremy pretty often um and he's just an awesome dude right so jeremy hill played in the nfl played at lsu and he told me some of the some of the things you know you go through when you're signing all these autographs it gets tiring right when you're autographing as many autos as these players have to autograph right and uh, you can get nasty autographs like like tyler huntley's autograph right so understand when you're getting the rookie ticket auto that there's quite a few of them and the numbered ones i saw one eight out of 22 andy that's already touching a thousand dollars so mm -hmm. it, it's it's interesting so if you really do believe in tyler huntley being a starter if you can get a low price on one of these rookie ticket autos because there's not as many variety, uh, it, it might be worth it. It might be worth 150. It might be worth 200. That's in the grand scheme of things, Andy, not the absolute worst price for a quarterback, especially if a team makes a play and the hype cycle going into next year for Huntley. Let, let, let me put it this way, Andy. Let's just say Lamar Jackson comes back this week and is the starter and the last game we have at Tyler Huntley was this Green Bay performance which was by the way what what was Huntley QB1 this past weekend Andy it was either he was definitely top five right so 
the bottom line is Hundley balled out. And Andy, if he doesn't play anymore, all people are going to remember is that performance. And the hype of Hundley is going to be absolutely re-freaking-diculous going into next year. So maybe 150 for a price on one of these uh, rookie ticket autos might be worth it. And uh, something else you might think about doing, Andy, if you are one of these people trying to make a play on TH here, maybe if Lamar comes back and he becomes the guy again and Huntley just sits the bench and the hype on him kind of dies down in a few weeks, maybe you can get better prices on him. Mm, that's a great point. He did finish QB one overall week. Fit. Well, we still have a couple games tonight, so uh, not official yet. I'm I'm hopeful that Jalen Hurts is gonna just ball out against Washington because I'm oh, in the play- fantasy playoffs, Carter. I got Jalen Hurts. I need like 30 points from him to win my matchup. Me too. So. Uh, exactly the exact amount. Uh, <laughs> so, so, what do you think about that, Andy? I mean, could that be something people look into? Absolutely. Because of the scarcity around Tyler Huntley, because literally you have this one rookie ticket auto of him in the Baltimore uniform, the fact that he finished QB1 and the fact that that could be where he's left for the next year. You don't know um, if the prices drop back down to, I don't know, I, I would, of course I like to get them super low. Uh, but I mean, if they drop under a hundred dollars, I don't think, I, I think that's a fine long-term investment. Of course, watch the auctions. People, you know, may see all these recently sale, uh, recently sold items for Tyler Huntley in the middle of January. Lamar's balling out again. Maybe they close an auction a lot lower. Then you go and pick them up and you just hold them. And, and until he gets a starting chance, like Carter said, just on the hype alone, when it's reported that he's going to start somewhere his cards are going to spike in demand based on the QB one finish this week. Could you imagine if the giants made a play? Could you be better than Jake Fromm? I mean, yeah. I mean, my goodness gracious. So let's get into uh, a few things really quickly before we get out of here. My hobby tip of the week, Andy, I'm just going to give mine. I know you like to give your, your own thing as well. Uh, Inflation, right? So, you know, once again, we're football cards. We're not going to get into economic theory. <laughs> but uh, but look, you got to buy cards, right? You got to balance your budget. Understand that the price of everything's gone up uh, in our society. And that is – this is – and this is very key. What a lot of people do when they get into the hobby is they only think of themselves, what what are the buys that I can have? What is my bankroll when it comes to, you know, collecting and investing and all of that? What you don't think about is people may not have it as good as you. Yes, whoever you are listening to this. So understand when the price of everything else goes up, people have less football card money to spend. So my hobby tip of the week is make sure you keep that in mind. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's that's really interesting. It definitely uh, supply and demand as an economy as a whole, man. It, it makes sense. I would say my hobby tip of the week is that, and I just learned, I just recently learned learned this that if if you're making a transaction with someone, uh, not on eBay, right, and you're using PayPal, make sure you always ask them to send it to you as a friends and family type of, of payment because if you do it as a goods and services 
whether you have a business PayPal account or, or a personal PayPal account, if you do it as goods and services, then they're automatically going to charge you a higher fee. If you do it as uh, friends and family, it's just basically saying, hey, this is a payment to somebody that you know. It's just for whatever reason, they consider that a, uh, a non-taxable like, PayPal taxable transaction. Yeah, well... Actually, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on this just a little bit. Okay, do the friends and family thing with friends and family with people that you trust. That goods and services can save you a lot, especially if you're buying a higher priced card, right? Mm. I would be very careful doing the friends and family if you're doing a big transaction. I've seen a few people get burned on that. Uh, that goods and services, once again, it's not fun to, to pay the extra 10 or so dollars or whatever the card may be. But as far as PayPal and all of that is concerned, be very careful, right? I understand that there's a lot of people that want to make transactions off eBay, Andy. Yes, it helps to not pay those fees, but ultimately eBay in a lot of instances is going to be your best place to buy and sell cards, right? Uh, there's also you know processes of if someone tries to scam you, there's, there's ways you can get your money back a little bit easier on eBay and PayPal if you do the goods and services. But let's just say you and I, friends and family, I buy a card off of you. Yeah, because I know where you are. I know where your family lives, Andy. I know where to find you. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would I would definitely keep that in mind. Now, play of the week, Andy. It's a good point, man. Um, play of the week, dude. I I've been I've been all over a few guys. Um, I've got a few guys, honestly. So I mean, first first of all, I look to my Buccaneers. I got Antonio Brown coming this back this week, but with Mike Evans week to week, with Chris Godwin now out, Whoa. Antonio Brown's not going to fill in all those holes. I've been really studying Tyler Johnson hard on on auctions this week. Uh, found some incredible deals on his rookie ticket autos. We're talking under twenty dollars. You can win his rare on card autograph cards for it. Like I saw a gold. Uh, select numbered out of 10 ended an auction for around $50 guys made some great catches. Um, I think he's just going to continue to build chemistry with Tom Brady and he was dominant at Minnesota, another small school. Right. But I mean, the guy was an absolute ball hog and, oh, yeah. and just dominant there in his career at Minnesota. And I, I think that a lot of that's going to translate over at some point. He's going to be do really well on the field. I like it. Tyler Johnson. I have one of his rookies sitting around here. I always liked him. Actually, I do. I always have this rookie for some reason. I don't know why I keep it on my desk. Uh, you know what my play of the week, Andy, is going to be? It's not a person. It's not a player, uh, but it's a brand. Here's a Tyler Johnson. I always, I don't know why. I just like to have a radio rookie around me at all times. Uh, <laughs> my play of the week is Mosaic. Okay. Mm. We're, we've been promoting it for some time, I and mean, we might as well talk about it on the eve of the release, right? Mosaic, you'll start seeing it hit shelves if I'm, unless they pushed it back. Was there a pushback on this, Andy? Do, Not do, that I'm aware of, but I'm looking it up right now. I would not be surprised if there's a pushback. 
with you know Christmas shipping and all that stuff going on right now. Oh, it wouldn't shock me. Um, but yes, Mosaic is my play of the week. Be very careful with new cards coming out. I was burned on this with some Joe Burrow mosaics last year. Those cards that I bought for what I bought it for are now like you get a base Joe Burrow mosaic for like $10, $15 now. Uh, So understand just when the, the mosaic cards come out, don't buy a base mosaic Mac Jones for $150. That's basically my play of the week. It's all hype. You're seeing the Donruss rated rookies being pumped and dumped everywhere. Those prices are going to crash down before you even know it. Uh, so, Andy, it's a, it's a pretty simple general play of the week. Mosaic. Be careful. Now, if you get get a box or two at retail price, it's obviously pretty good. It's going to be interesting to see what those retail prices actually are. Uh, but, yeah, that would – that would be my play of the week. I know it's really general. It's not really all that fun, but yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. Definitely have to be careful with that stuff. Everybody wants the hot new thing, Carter, and they're going to pay extra money just to get it. You know, and I have seen across the board an uptick in demand for rookie cards, you know, especially larger demand for all the factors that we know, the, the youth, the, the scarcity, the quarterbacks and stuff like that, but also new products, seal wax, you know. Um, and you, you you actually have right now a lot of people trying to sell, panic sell Mac Jones, I think, Carter. Right. Yeah, we warned you about that. Did we not, Andy? I, I'm, I'm not going to say we called our shot here. We spent a lot of time on that in past episodes. We won't spend too much time on that here at the end. But the red flags were there. You just got to be careful. And that's not me saying Mac isn't going to win a Super Bowl or anything like that. He's going to be good. But transcendent? No. Uh, look, this this is always a good rule of thumb, Andy, right? If you're thinking somebody is going to be the next great thing, just run down a list of players that you think that player is better than. So let's just do Mac Jones really quickly, okay? And wherever you might be listening, you can play this game too, okay? Andy, would you take Justin Herbert over Mac Jones? Yes. Would you take Joe Burrow over Mac Jones? Yes. Would you take uh, Josh Allen over Mac Jones? Yes. Okay, so we have two AFC quarterbacks and another AFC quarterback who's in his own division, okay? Would you take Lamar Jackson over Mac? Yes. Okay, there's four right there. That's four AFC. That's just four AFC quarterbacks. That minimum, each one of those four have. We're talking bare minimum, five years of prime left. Would you agree with that? Yeah, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Okay. So those are those are just four AFC quarterbacks off the top of my mind. Let's go to the NFC. Kyler Murray. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next five years. I think Kyler's just the only one off, like, just the top of my head. Uh, there's probably a few more that I'm not even thinking of. Dak. Dak, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely taking Dak. Okay? That's just six. That's just a spitballing right here. So, for all those names we just mentioned, there are some Donruss PSA 10. Once again, the base Donruss Mac Jones cards that are going for more than that. 
It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Don't panic buy. And honestly, I'm not a big believer in panic selling because everything is just getting flooded right now with Mac Jones cards. And it's just doesn't make a lot of sense. So you're kind of just in the middle uh, right now when it comes to, to Mac. So I don't know what exactly you should do about that. Uh, I think you I think you should continue to sell, but make sure you're selling in a buy it now format. Right. I, I think the Patriots are going to snag a playoff spot and you'll have a chance uh, unless they continue losing. I think I mean, that's the thing. Uh, his 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 run in, in rookie card values has been so contingent upon every week. The Patriots winning, you know. And, right. and creating this unprecedented win streak and Mac Jones being the ultimate game manager and stuff. But, you know, they just lost a match in which they were favored, arguably favored, and they should have won and, and they lost. And Mac Jones, I believe, had two interceptions. Um, uh, and, you know, and so we saw weaknesses and we saw flaws in in his game that were exposed. And so, you know, it's very contingent on the Patriots winning. Like he is a... He is a product of the Patriots market and fan base. I mean, he's he's going up and down with the Patriots fan base emotions right now on a weekly basis. <laughs> Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can find us and chat with us. We are growing each and every week. Andy, I want you to show the world what Caladesi sent you. I'm holding it right now if you're listening to it on a podcast. One of our listeners, the Caladesi. I love you, man. Dude, I got emotional when this this was given to me uh a printing plate of my favorite football player of all time tyron matthew uh 2013 printing plate and there you are you got a one of one uh mike evans and fire that's such that patch is so beautiful on that card right there so thank you so much caladesi i mean that's just the nicest thing it's honestly the nicest thing that's happened to me since I've joined the hobby. Like a printing plate of a player that I super collect. Uh, it, uh, there's just no other words around it. We deeply, deeply appreciate it. So uh, we're dedicating this episode to you, Caladesi. Appreciate it. Steve, the hitman. Caladesi. Ha, ha, ha. Andy, remind me next week, I want to talk about two things, right? Uh-huh. rainbow and color matching right rainbow, rainbow and color matching and remind me to talk about artist Proust and new release dates for my favorite card set the contenders rookie ticket auto Ooh, for 2021 so if you want to hang out with us want to get patreon.com search football cards and we'll talk to you next week baby peace Let's see if i can. Mm-hmm.